everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And this is another edition of our K-pop Legends series. Today we are going to be talking all about Boa. Boa, the legend, the myth, the lady (laughs) who has entered our dreams and taken our souls. We stan Boa quite frequently, so you've probably heard us talk about her if you've listened to past episodes, but we are going to give you the deets on her whole history. This woman is so prolific. So many albums. She is literally one of the most inspirational people I have ever read about or listened to. She just wows me every single time she comes out with a song. She's been doing it forever. And she is also a businesswoman. She's really smart. She's extremely talented. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. I just love her so much. I'm so glad we're doing this K-pop Legends episode. So Kwan Boa, aka Boa, she has the title of Queen of K-pop. Yep. And that is not bestowed lightly. Nope. And she deserves it. (laughs) Yeah. She is the queen of K-pop. She was born November 5th, 1986. So do the math. She's only 33. Yeah. She's actually one month younger than my brother. Wow. Yeah. She is a singer, songwriter, record producer, and actress. And she's active in South Korea, Japan, China, and formerly the U.S., Since her debut in August 2000, so 19 years ago, Boa has- This month! Yep. Oh my god. (laughs) Boa has released 19 studio albums. So basically a studio album for every single year she has been active since she debuted. Incredible. Including nine in Korean, nine in Japanese, and one in English. One that we did not deserve, but we have. It's on Spotify. Every song is in English. And it is such a 2010s bop, y'all. It is like the perfect nostalgia music. It sounds like Usher and Neo and Timbaland and you're popping your pussy in the club. And it's a total throwback, honestly. And we didn't deserve it. And we let her flop, Rachel. We let her flop. It is honestly a young millennial throwback dream album. It's the best. You guys have to listen to it. (laughs) Boa lists hip-hop as her main musical influence, though she obviously enjoys R&B and she's not afraid of ballads. Her favorite musicians are Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Neo. And in the early stuff, you can definitely tell those musical influences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah. Girl, she's been releasing music consistently. She released in 2019 and it's all still bops. Yeah, no, she has her thumb on the pulse of music trends she never releases stuff that really sounds outdated and for most things she actually does a great job of blending new and old sounds together she's a genius i love her boa became the first korean pop star to break through in japan following the fall of the barriers that had restricted the import and export of entertainment between japan and south korea since the end of world war ii so from the end of world war ii so like 1945 to 1946 until 2000. Yep. So we have a peacemaker breaking down the barriers of political and social unrest. Yeah. She's the only foreign artist to have three albums sell more than one million copies in Japan and is one of only two artists to have six consecutive number one studio albums on the Oricon charts since her debut. 
Um, the other one being Ayumi Hamasaki, who is icon. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is a Japanese icon. She is. We would be, if we were doing J-pop legends, she would be number one. Yes. <laughs> Boa was actually discovered by SM Entertainment, who she is signed with, when she accompanied her older brother to a talent search in 1998 and was trained for only two years. She's such a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like no one ever touches on that, but she can break dance like a b-boy. Her body is incredible. Like, I cannot remember the song it is, but it's a really slow song. And she does- Only one. Yeah, only one. And she does choreography to, I swear to God, eighth beats. <laughs> like, she's doing it so fast and so flawlessly while singing. It's just incredible. At the age of 13, she released her debut album, ID, Peace Be, in South Korea on August 25th, 2000. And in early 2001, Boa released her first mini album, Don't Start Now. Her debut Japanese album, Listen to My Heart, was released on March 13th, 2002. The album was a breakthrough in Boa's career, becoming an RIAJ certified million seller and debuted atop the Oricon, the first album by a Korean artist to do so. It had several singles, ID and Peace Be. Amazing Kiss, Kimochiwa, Tsutawaru, Listen to My Heart, and Every Heart, Mina no Kimochi. So let's listen to two of those songs. Let's do ID, Peace Be, and Amazing Kiss. nice well yeah well after the release of listen to my heart boa released her second korean studio album number one a month later in 2003 she released her second japanese studio album valenti and two korean albums atlantis princess and shine we are so one year three albums i mean just killing it honestly probably killing herself but she released three albums that year i think that's incredibly impressive well, you know, she debuted at 13 years old. Yeah. And they have this teen doing all this. And at, at the end of this, we're going to have a little discussion on teenagers and being forced to work full time. And Yeah. Boa's third Japanese studio album, Love and Honesty, was released January 2004. And it was a musical change in direction. It contained a rock dance song, Rock With You, and Harder R&B. So we're going to listen to Rock With You now. What a change in direction. <laughs> a directional change. Yeah. Boa reinvented her image for her fourth and fifth Korean albums, My Name and Girls on Top. I love Girls on Top. She finally got to shred the cute and youthful style and adopted a more sexy and sultry look, finally coming into her own as a woman. 
come on. I feel like Boa is so good at just harnessing the pure power of her own womanness and yes. femininity. Yeah. She's just totally 100% confident. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. Yeah. She owns it every single time. Both albums also saw a foray into the Chinese market and contained songs sang in Mandarin, which you know SM is like, we need to get money in all Asian markets. Yep. <laughs> Boa then debuted with an American single, Eat You Up, which was produced by Thomas Trollson and released online on October 21st, 2008. We're actually going to listen to Eat You Up now because I love it so much. Me too. Boa's self-titled English album was released in the U.S. on March 17th and featured tracks by producers Bloodshy and Avant, as well as a duet with Sean Garrett. Her English album, y'all. We didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. It is such a throwback, like we said before. Yeah. Let's listen to another one of the songs off that. I did it for love. I love that one. Let's listen to that. I love this song so much. Let's listen to Energetic. I love that one. You're killing me, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Though she stated that it has always been my dream to debut in America, she found English tougher to learn than Japanese, and despite living in West Beverly Hills, found it difficult to make friends. Boa later headlined the San Francisco Pride Festival on June 28th, 2009, alongside Solange Knowles and The Clicks. She fucking would. (laughs) I love... An LGBT queen. <laughs> yes. We yeah. stand forever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really, you know, I'm glad she did that because, like, that was 10 years ago. And just now, people are sort of starting to be like, yay, LGBT rights in when in the South Korean music industry. Yeah. Like, gay artists are still struggling to get labels. Yes. So. So sad. So, basically, she didn't do that well in the U.S., and she returned to Asia to release her seventh Japanese album, Identity, and this was promoted by the single Bump Bump. We'll listen to that now. And then she basically released a bunch of Korean and Japanese music, mm-hmm. like a lot. We, we cannot cover every single one. This would be like a three-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to cover some notable ones. So the EP One Shot, Two Shot was released on February 20th alongside its 
titular lead single and the song's music video in 2018. So we'll listen to One Shot, Two Shot now. We actually did a whole album review of One Shot, Two Shot. We did. So look through our archives. We did a whole review on that. On October 24th, she released her ninth Korean album, Woman, alongside the lead single of the same name. And I love Woman. Yeah. We'll listen to Woman now. It's good to be a woman. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up She just knows how to like harness her womanness. Yes. Oh, and it needs to be stated. The music video for this is insane. She walks upside down without wires. It's pure abs. Yep. She's being like held up and she can invert herself and make a walking motion through bicycling her legs. Mm-hmm. She did it on the music show and I about fainted. Yeah. The power. The talent. She would be great at pole dancing. She would be great at pole dancing. So her latest single was Feedback, and that was released June 4th, 2019, so not that long ago. And it featured Nuxall. So she's still releasing stuff, like, this year. Yeah, and we're actually going to be posting a funny blooper about the word Nuxall soon. So look out for that. (laughs) We actually have quite a bit of things that have been cut out because we were being stupid. Yep. (laughs) Because of her wide appeal, Boa has appeared in advertisements for many brands, not shocked. Among the brands she has promoted are Olympus, Latte, Nike, L'Oreal, Japanese cosmetic company Kosei, Skechers, Audio-Technica, GM Daewoo, and L'Occitane. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen a L'Occitane in a mall somewhere. You know, if you are a popular Korean artist, you get the hottest endorsements. And it's not like here where people are kind of ashamed to be, like, in a commercial. It's yeah. an honor. If, if you're picked by a prestigious company to be their spokesperson, people are like, oh, shit! Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure that SM Entertainment ate that shit up. And in fact, Boa has actually started to buy stock back in SM Entertainment because she is past the point now where she like owes the entertainment company money. So she's making money. And I feel like she's slowly starting to take over the company. And I would be fucking here for it because she is talented. She knows the industry. And I feel like because she has been an artist, she actually understands what it's like to be an artist and maybe would make changes Yeah, that's the smartest thing I feel like an artist can do is to buy stock in the entertainment company. And that's how you truly have your voice heard is through money, honestly. Yep. Or starting your own record label like Psy. Yep. So slowly but surely, Boa will have all the stock. Yep. (laughs) We're hoping. We're hoping. 
Several of her songs have been used in affiliation with TV shows. Um, my favorite is Every Heart, Mina no Kimochi, was used as the ending theme in Inuyasha. Really? She sang that? Yes. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. That's well, amazing. You know, she releases Japanese music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was the okay. ending of Inuyasha. And Beside You, Boku o Yobuko, was used as the opening theme for the anime Monkey Typhoon. I don't know what that is. I've never watched that. <laughs> but I do know what Inuyasha is. Yes, I do. I'm really shook. Consider me shooken yeah. by that revelation. Wow. Yeah, Boa is the quintessential K-pop bitch. Like, Yeah, if you have ever been to any of our panels where we do guess that K-pop tune, we always insert a Boa song because... It seems like younger fans don't even know who she is. And we think it's important that they know their roots, essentially. That's why we're doing this podcast, is because all of the artists that you're listening to now got their start somewhere. And I feel like it's important to know that foundation to appreciate the newer artists and where they're coming from. Twice would not be big in Japan right now if it was not for BOA. Yeah, BOA paved the way for South Korea and Japan to start importing, exporting music between each other. Without her, who knows if that would have ever happened again. K-pop might have not even gotten big internationally in the U.S. at all if that didn't happen first. Yeah, it takes people like Rain, it takes people like Boa to have laid that foundation for other K-pop groups to be successful. And Shinwa also, which we will be talking about in a future episode. Yeah. So... One of the things that kind of breaks my heart about Boa's story, even though she is so successful, is that she started at 13 years old, Yeah, was worked to the bone throughout her whole entire life, mm-hmm. and now finally, as a 33-year-old woman, she can have some say in how her life is. She had to quit school to pursue this dream she had, but she should have been given that choice. She shouldn't have been forced to have to quit you know yeah especially when you see things like her releasing three albums in one year i don't care who you are that is like slavery levels of work that you have to put in to be able to release that much music in one year especially when you're like what she was like 14 or 15 at the time that is crazy that's crazy a child yeah a child and you know it's easy to think of her always as like, oh, Boa, the icon. Oh, Boa. You know, we see, we see her as like an adult woman. Mm-hmm. But when you watch those music videos, she's like a teen. You yeah. know, the early ones. And sometimes we forget that. And like, we should be looking out for young people in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And especially K-pop, because I feel like K-pop can be so unforgiving to young people. Yeah, I feel like nowadays we see less groups that have extremely young members. Usually groups when they debut, they're at least like 17 at this point. But it wasn't that long ago that we were seeing like 15, 16 year olds in groups and debuting that young. And I don't know, it's just, yeah, it rides that weird line of like, when does it become almost abuse to a child to make them work that much? I mean, she was recruited when she was 11 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. That definitely. I'm talking about, yeah, like, you know, know, groups when they're, like, 16 and debuting. That means that they have been training since they were, like, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So you just have to wonder, you know, the entertainment that you get. Be cognizant of where it's coming from. 
be cognizant of the political atmosphere and, you know, all of the social aspects that go into that also. Don't just blindly consume. Be aware of what you're consuming. That was my soapbox. (laughs) Yeah. So like every other K-pop idol, she's also done a little bit of acting, a little bit of modeling. She has not been in that many dramas. She did have one starring role in one drama. But mostly she is used as a judge on reality show competition Mm, formats. You know, think think American Idol, stuff like that. She is very, very well versed. Like her expertise is great. And she always gets a lot of compliments on her insightful, like, criticisms. So she's mostly on those kinds of shows in terms of acting slash entertainment stuff that isn't K-pop. Yeah. She's like Paula Abdul and Simon Cowell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd say a little nicer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Boa, we love you. You are my queen. You are my legend. You are, help me wax poetic, Rachel. You are the sun in the sky, my moon and my stars. You are the warmth coming off of my freshly baked butter croissant. Ooh. You are the freshly laundered sheets just put on a bed. You are the sparkly sugar on top of a sugar cookie. Ooh. Good. (laughs) All mine are food related. I guess I'm hungry. You are the soft downy feathers that are in my pillow, gently lifting my head and cooling my breath at night. (laughs) Boa, you're the best. If anything, we hope you guys just appreciate her for the icon that she is. Yes. Gotta pay respect. Boa, we hope that you are taking time for yourself and taking vacations because you're a boss ass bitch, but you deserve a break like everybody does. Alrighty, so let's talk about our K-pop recommendations. Emily, what is your K-pop recommendation for this week? Well, we gotta only do BOA. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. My BOA recommendation is Eat You Up. And my weekly recommendation is The Shadow by BOA. That's a good one. Yes. BOA. 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 Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of K-Pop Legends BOA Edition. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook.com slash Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Check us out on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to Soulmates Podcast wherever podcasts are found, including Spotify. And if you're feeling generous, please leave us a tip on coffee.com. The link is on our Facebook page. We are 75% of the way to our goal of buying a soundboard and increasing our sound quality. So if you have a few extra dollars and you enjoyed this podcast and all the research that went into it, please leave us a few dollars. Check us out at DragonCon. Hey, hope to see you there. We're going to be doing two panels. It's all on Facebook. We have events. It's going to be great. Come to DragonCon. Woo! And with that, we hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye.